thrilling top 14 action will be on your screen this weekend. Sixth placed, Lyon, Lock Holmes with fourth position, ASM Tremont Avernier. With the end of the season approaching, there will be no room for mistakes when the kickoff whistle goes on. Do not miss out on the top 14 battle between Lyon and ASM Clermont Avenue this Saturday, 24 April at 4 p.m. Live on SABC2. Proudly brought to you by SABC Sport. For the love of the game. Trending news right now. Welcoming Atlehang Mulefe, our social commentator. How are you doing this morning, Atlehang? Well, thanks, and how are you, Asanda? I'm good, thank you. Let's go straight into it, starting with uh, Gavin Hunt. Hashtag Gavin Hunt, the Kaiser Chiefs coach. They were beaten by Cape Town City. Of course, uh, no, the fans are not happy, as we can all expect, and uh, all eyes are on him. Uh, the fans are definitely not happy, but he's also saying that it's just speculation that they want him to leave um, as a coach of the club. So we're still a bit unclear there which, in terms of which one is the truth. Is he really living or is he not? But mostly we know that in um, the clubs here in South Africa, when a team has consistently been losing, then they, they, they blame it on the coach and then eventually they will, want the co- they will dismiss the coach. So we're still unclear about it because it's just saying that it's speculation at the moment. At what point, though, do we just move on from that blame game? Because, like you say, that's what happens in South Africa all the time. A team loses, it's blamed on the coach. But here we are, we've been seeing coaches come and go, and teams are still losing. That's true. And the unfortunate part is that when you are always blaming the coach and dismissing the coach, you never really interrogate what the problem is and why the team hasn't been performing. And I think that shouldn't really be the case. They should try and find out what really is the problem, why it is that the team is not performing, and not necessarily the fact that when it's not performing, then they blame it on the coach, because the coaches do do their job, like even if they do it efficiently or effectively, but the people who are always playing on the ground, it's the player, so I do think that it's unfair then to place the burden on the coaches. Do you think maybe coaches should group themselves and form some sort of union and just say, we're standing against this once and for all, stop blaming us? (laughs) Would that help? (laughs) I would definitely support that, and I think that would really help because it means that in that situation when they unionize and they're able to form a collective and fight for themselves, then they're also able to say that they should not be held to account, but something needs to be done when the team is not performing. Um, Because surely, like, a person, as a coach, you do put in the work, you do try to use different formulations, you do try to use different things, but if all of those things are not working, I don't think that you should be blamed for it. I think it's more so on the burden of the players, maybe, and that interrogation then is important and not the coach being dismissed. All right, let's talk uh, now Becoming Mzansi, which is a reality show that looks at uh, the lives of transgendered uh, people. I was so excited when I heard about this coming. I think it was three weeks ago when it was still in the pipelines. They were saying it's going to come, it's going to launch. Now it's here. I'm, I'm really excited about this because I'm somebody who watches TV. And a lot of times I flip through channels because I don't see anything of substance, especially reality TV-wise. So this is so refreshing. I've watched uh, almost ever since it started, and I think the most important thing about becoming is how it is able to unpack a person's transition journey, how it started and how they live their lives, and also just to make people understand the existence of transgender people and how important it is then for those people to be treated with the same amount of respect. 
because I do think that the conception of society when it comes to transgender people, it's not understanding, it's just people being dismissive and saying you're just trying to be a man or you're just trying to be a woman without necessarily understanding why that for the longest time, if it, it, the, how that has denied the person the ability to self-actualize when they don't feel comfortable in their own body or when they identify uh, different from what they are assigned to at birth. So I do think that that show is very important because what mm-hmm. it does is that it unpacks the most important conversations, which is the experience of a transgender person, their transition, how they live their daily lives, how they're able to to interact with other people from society and what they have been receiving from other people from society and how they have been able to live through those things. So I do think it's a very important show. And over time, when we're able to introduce such shows, we also initiate very important conversations in society where people can engage and people can understand and people can learn from the other from people who are living that reality. So I think it is definitely an important show to have. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it goes beyond entertainment. As you say, it's, it's edutainment. We're being educated, all of us, uh, even those of us who might think we know, uh, we're still, you know, going to see a different perspective when we actually follow the journey of somebody who is, you know, uh, transitioning. Uh, and I wonder, you know, and I, I hope it doesn't become like those other reality shows where everybody just wants to come on board to become famous and it loses its impact uh, and it just stays on this. But this is more than even just edutainment uh, at Lehang. It's a social movement. Um, I can say that it is a social movement as well. Because we also need to understand that uh, transgender people forming part of a minority in a community essentially means that they can't vocalize their own concerns. They can't speak about the things that they want from themselves. Even when they do, they are not given a a huge platform where they can speak about those things and can initiate that conversation. So the social movement being on such a huge platform is very impactful and important. Because on a national television, where a lot of people watch the show now and a lot of people are talking about the show, that it means that the movement is slowly gaining, gaining the traction that they need, which is to say that it allows them for people to know a lot about transgender people and it also gives them the platform to speak about their own experiences, which is something that's important. So I definitely do think that above and beyond it just being a show, it also definitely is a social movement for transgender people to vocalize their concerns, to speak about the experiences, and to also just to get the platform to be able to uh, maybe um, tell society about their own lived experiences so society can also understand. What are the comments, some of the comments you've seen people making around the show? Um, so the first one was just generally people, especially people from the LGBTIQ community, being happy about it. Um, because the conversation has always been that, oh, um, the transgender people have always been a minority and people just celebrating becoming. And there's also still very hateful comments that I have seen and also even the way in which people interact and the way in which people understand the show. It's still from a position of just like being not wanting to understand someone and not wanting to uh, maybe watch the show as a means to um, be educated, but just being very problematic and saying that um, this and, and per, this person goes against the Christian values, this person goes against um, the biological form of a human being, that you're born as this and that, and that you shouldn't change yourself, or these uh, or people complain and people saying hateful things like becoming that, why would they put a show like that on TV and just trying to victimize or trying to 
uh, bring down transgender people. And I think that's always going to be a norm in society where you have a binary. You have people that are very accepting or they tolerate or people who understand the experiences of other people who are kind and sensitive. And you're also going to have other people who don't understand, people who don't care, people who discriminate against. So the two binaries are always going to exist. But hopefully over time, the other, the latter, can just get to understand and get on with the times and try and understand the existence of such individuals in society. It bothers me when people do that and they use the name of religion or they use the name of any other type of belief or a system to push those agendas of the, uh, you know, thoughts, uh, you know, that are discriminatory. That, that bothers me as, you know, somebody who considers herself a Christian because which part of texts are you going to use and which ones aren't you to support your hatred of other people? I don't like that at all. Uh, let's talk now uh, Oprah. So uh, there's a magazine or a publication, page six, that was making a comparison to Oprah Winfrey to the Queen Elizabeth, saying that Queen Elizabeth uh, is uh, some t- three times more popular or something? Um, yes, yeah, so I didn't like the comparison that was made in that magazine. And even if they can say that both women are influential, um, I think the nuance of that conversation is to understand that the other one is, a white woman in a position of power and they were born into that position so they've never had to work as hard and the other spectrum is looking at opera as a black woman she's had to work so hard to get to where she is right now so i think what happens most of the time is that they devalue the amount of effort the amount of work that um especially black women put into becoming who they are today so I didn't really like the comparison between the two. And even though they can try and justify and say that they are both influential women and therefore that's why that comparison is important, I still do think that it's not important to the extent in which uh, privilege and power has placed maybe uh, the queen in that position, but opera had to work as hard. So it's more like now they take away from the fact that uh, black women have to work 10 times as hard to be in positions of power, the positions that they occupy in life. So I really just didn't like it. I just found it to be very cringe-worthy because um, you are now completely removing and you are now acting oblivious to the most important conversation and why the comparison shouldn't be made to begin with. So what, in your opinion, makes a queen, actually? And this can be a debate, I guess. I mean, and this is your opinion. We're not taking away from anything or anyone. But is it lineage that makes a queen or is it the way a woman achieves and carries herself through life okay so i think the conception of how we define it can be in both ways those two ways can definitely coexist one is definitely lineage and that's on the basis of um the uh the, the queen of england which means the lineage um she was born into that family she was born into a royal family and then that also made her queen and that also gave her um the right to be proclaimed as a queen but when it comes to opera, I think what's trying as a society to um, create a space in which when you celebrate women, it's when we shout and say, queen, as a way to say that you have worked so hard to earn your stripes and therefore you deserve to be called a queen. So hence I'm saying that in that situation when we celebrate, especially a black, black, black woman's excellence, we'll always proclaim them as queens. So in those instances, it means that the, the name itself, queen, can be used to define two different situations or two different kinds of women. And hence, it does exist on both sides. However, it exists in a very different way. One is 
the one where you give it's given to you because you're born into a royal family, and two, it's one in which it was socially created by society to celebrate uh, black women's excellence, for example. Okay, we need to discuss just the last topic, uh, but we need to take a break. Uh, please do stay with us. Atlehang Mulefe, social commentator. News right now. Okay, Atlehang, the last one is hashtag Joko, uh, where a UCT, University of Cape Town student, says that Joko, the, the tea brand, charged for tea on his uh, student fee statement. What happened there? I think that's very strange. It's so um, strange. One, I'm so confused. Yes, yes. I'm also confused at the moment. I'm trying to follow and understand the progress of the story because um, in terms of your student statement, we all know that you're charged for tuition and if you live at rest, you're also charged for that. So it can be two things. One, it can definitely be a mistake on the maybe the finance side, maybe the finance department, or it can also be a very fraudulent activity or a way in which they want to accumulate more money from the students. Because sometimes, and most students I know, they don't check their fee statement, especially if you are paid for by a scholarship. You don't yeah. care about how much money you owe the university. So I think that's why the fraudulent activity would happen in that way. So fortunate enough, they were able to check their uh, student fees and they're able to see that they are charged for something that they don't even know what's happening and something doesn't add up. Um, so it can be two instances, a mistake from the finance department, or it can also be an attempt of, of a fraudulent activity to try and take money from um, that particular student. It just speaks to us checking our receipts as well, hey, uh, whatever yeah. we're being billed for, because I actually do think it's a, a common mistake that we make or an oversight. We just pay, you don't even check, you know, what's, what's on the actual um receipt that what you've paid for is actually what you have in your bag, just generally even as shoppers. Okay, let's leave it there for now, Atlerang. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Your plans for today? Um, I'm preparing for work just now, so it's, it's work okay. every day. All right. Yes, I don't have any other thing. Awesome. So, until we speak again, then do stay safe. Thank you. All right. Atlehang Mulefe, social commentator, giving us uh, social media trends in the last uh, 24 hours. That's in our trending topics. We'll get it.